Welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And we'd love to be continuing on with all the sports going on. This is our last week for the third season of the year. We'll have a week off and we'll be back with plenty more. Uh, Jay and James, good to be with you on this Friday morning. What is going on? Yes, another week gone, boys. Yeah, another week closer to getting out of lockdown. Yes. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there. But it's an exciting week of sport. We've got the last home and away uh, round of the AFL before we enter finals, which is absolutely massive. We're going to be second, the second match day week in uh, to the Premier League, which is fantastic. Uh, the NFL is kicked off and a few other sports that we haven't seen as of yet. Uh, and plenty of stuff to talk about. We will talk about first, though, uh, been a few retirees in the AFL this week, uh, including Tom Bell Chambers. 13 seasons, 136 games. Great player. Um, bit inconsistent the last couple of years, so I think this was coming. I think we, I, I, I saw this coming pretty, uh, pretty clearly. Um, you know, last season there were a few hit and miss games that he played, but you know he's been one of those players who's uh, stuck by us through you know thick and thin. Um, I think he came in as a replacement for Scott Gumbleton back in the day when uh, Gumbleton was having injuries. Um, so he started off as a full forward, just, you know, kicking snags for fun. Um, and then David Hill retired. And then T-Bell was uh, next in line to take the uh, throne of the Ruckman. Um, so, you know, outstanding service to the club. I think he's well respected by the AFL community. Um, I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. He's one of those blokes that's like pretty much a household name. Um, but no, nah, good on him. Enjoy his retirement. And, uh, of course, Justin Westoff from Port Adelaide. Uh, 14 season, 280 games. A great player for Port Adelaide. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. He's not played his last game. Will he, He's going to obviously play through the final series, right? Mm, yep. Uh, so that's nice to finish off... Uh, with them on a high with the, back in the final series. And, of course, a massive one for me. We had uh, Matthew Cruiser last week for Carlton. Uh, but Cade Simpson, 342 games across 18 seasons, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, all I remember is Cade Simpson at the Blues since I first attended a game when I was six years old. Um, great player. Um the way he took the game on, uh, I know that everyone jokes about, you know, he has the stats of the most losses for a VFL, AFL player. Um, but I think that's real credit to him because he's stuck through th- thick and thin and he's been loyal to a club. I don't I don't know if I could say the same for many players who would be in that same spot that would, wouldn't try to move to another club to play finals or something. So one club player, loyal man uh, and <coughs> consistent over many years. So... Uh, great player, and 
obviously a massive legend for the club. Um, it's a shame we get to see him go, but he's going to end on a, a, a amazing career and a, a career for he people playing, to aspire to. Playing this round? Yes, final game, yeah, final game against Brisbane. So hopefully we can get a win to finish him off because God, he deserves it. I think the one thing that I think he's internationally known for is that time where he got KO'd in the air going for that mark. Um, yep. And I think that's what he'll go down as, that bloke who was, you know, for people who don't know AFL as much, like, oh, that's the guy who got absolutely just, you know, walloped in the centre square. Um, but for people like us, you know, who know him well and have watched him, you know, painfully destroy Essendon's hearts back in the day and, you know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Good player. Like, yeah, ve- you know, very courageous. That's a, that's another tag to... Um... We're losing this class of players, which is kind of sad. That's an end of an era. I know, I know. Um, I mean, you know, when when, when I think about it, you know, the next people retire to, to retire from Essendon, you know, I'm thinking like David Zaharakis... I'm thinking, like, you know, Dyson Apple's got a few more years on him, but, like, you know, when you think about this class, you know, Mark Murphy, he's he's mm. he's got to be close to retiring. Yeah, not too um, far off. Hopefully another season or two, maybe. You know, Eddie. Josh Kennedy. Eddie, I don't know how many... I don't know how much Josh Kennedy's got left in him. Both of them. You know, Buddy, I don't know how... Long, just... It's, a, it's an era of the AFL that... Uh... It's going to be weird. Sad, because the whole thing is, though, that we've grown up with these players, yeah. you know, yeah. being having them on our backs, you know, when, get, when getting a jersey. And, you know, like, we've we've grown up with this group of players that were just absolute, you know, beasts in their time. And mm. I think everyone, even though, like, you know, you might you might hate them or, you know, because, because they're a different club or, you know, you've had beef with the players yep. that have hit someone or whatever like that. It's it's sad because, you know, we all talk about them and say, oh, how good was this guy? How good was that guy, you know? And now we're not going to see them play again um, mm. and we're slowly losing it. So it's a bit, it's a bit depressing, but that's footy. you got to move on. And, yeah. um, you know, the next the next batch of players are coming in and I'm bloody excited for them, honestly. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <sighs> as much as it's sad for the legends to go, there's definitely a massive... A young group of players that are ready to explode, and we get to see the the next era of uh, footy stars. But um, hopefully, um, the players can stay on uh, in some clubs in capacity of like uh, mentoring roles Coaches, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I th- I think that'd be very good if uh, they uh, still get to participate in in the game in some shape or form. Absolutely, uh, which is very good. Um, Simo also has that amazing stat that uh, he said in his press conference. Uh, a few days ago, um, that his first three games were statless. Can you believe that? <laughs> it is what it is. You know, he's lasted all this long. So it, it makes you kind of think about you're giving, you know, crap to a young guy that's just coming so to your on, team he at the moment. No, he, got, he didn't get a touch in his no, first three No, he didn't games. get a touch in his first three games. Oh, my God. Why did he get dropped after the first game? <laughs> I Jeez. I don't know the the coaching staff must have really saw something in him. Um, if that was now, Ooh. I know I know. So exciting! So just when you doubt those players and you think, oh, maybe they're not up to that level, just just hold on, hold on. You never know. I mean, perfect example: Tom Brady didn't even make first round pick in the NFL draft. Now the greatest quarterback of all time. You know. Speaking You've got to give of these guys chances, the NFL it's back for week two, round one. Did you catch it? Did not watch it. 
okay. because it's been a bit of you know bad time, and I've kind of lost my mojo for um, NFL, seeing that Brady doesn't play for the Pats anymore, and I've got to That's stick right. with Cam Newton, who I okay. hate. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll get into it. It's all right. I'll have my in-depth analysis in a couple of weeks. There is someone to look out for uh, if you're an Aussie, of course, like we are. Jordan uh, Metallia. Uh, he had a, a debut for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he was a former Sydney Rabbitohs player in the uh, NRL. See uh, more in the news week uh, this week. Uh, forget the red carpet. The AFL's Brownlow Medal uh, is going virtual in 2020. The event will be held on Sunday, October 18 online. Um, but yeah, no players in person, really. It's going to be a virtual event. Um, Cats coach reveals AFL superstars have the all clear to return ahead of the finals. Gary Ablett and Joel Salwood to be back, uh, which helped Geelong and probably, uh, you know, probably Gaz's last season as well. Speaking of a lot of retirees. You reckon Gaz is hanging out the boots? I don't think he's far off it from it. Far from it. One, One more, more season. All right. Give him a farewell back at Cadinia Park. Yeah. Also in the news, M- Martinez signs for Aston Villa. While it's a coup for Villa, it's also a welcome relief for Matt Ryan, the last Australian still playing in the Premier League. Um, after Aaron Moyes uh, moved to China, reports in the UK last week claim Brighton had entered the race to sign Martinez as well, a move that would have left Ryan out of the cold. So I think that's a, a good win for Matt Ryan. He deserves his spot. Mm. And that's a big win for... Aston Villa. Uh, James, you're disappointed with the trade? This is the biggest piece of poo-poo I've seen from <laughs> Arsenal in years. Right? You, you've you got a goalkeeper who went four games without conceding a goal in the Premier League restart. If it wasn't for Neil Morpai, thank you, Neil Morpai, for absolutely ripping the living crap out of Bernalino. Right? If it wasn't for him doing that to Leno, we wouldn't have seen what Martinez could do. Martinez mm. has been stiff this whole time at Arsenal. He's been on loan every single year because they don't know what to do with him when they prioritise David Ospina over him, when they should have just sell, sold Ospina because <laughs> they're weighing up whether Ospina is better than Leno. And it's like, why are you having a competition between the two? Sell one of them. You've got three keepers. Just have two. You've got Matt Macy in the in the reserves. He's a perfect third keeper to stay there. Martinez is perfect. I don't get why you're still paying his wage, but still loaning him out. It's like a kick to the guts every bloody year for him. It's so mm. frustrating. Mm. And finally, he got a gig, won the FA Cup, won the Community Shield, saved penalties against Liverpool. Yeah, see, that's God's what sake. I don't get. He's, he's played in massive games. Oh. And goodbye. It's, it's very a weird. Award, it is. It's not Mikel Arteta. It's Stan Kroenke spitting in the face of one of the most loyal, respected goalkeepers in the Premier League. Jay, what are your thoughts on Martinez going? I mean, James pretty much covered everything yeah. I've thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And it, it, it definitely has to be something more than just the manager's opinion, Okay. Um, as James said. So I, I, I'm in shock, to be honest. As a, having Macy as a backup is going to be very interesting. Well, they're saying that we might sign this League One keeper from somewhere, oh. but... I don't trust French goalkeepers. Martinez was perfect. You gave him games and he's ready to go for this season and then you just don't, sell don't him off to a team that's not going to do much this season. I feel like with so Arsenal, far. we're pretty well trusted with our German keepers. Um, Jens Lehmann in the past. Yeah. Um, Bird Lehner now, you know. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's a massive win for Aston Villa. 
uh, who've signed a few new players this season. Uh, they, of course, they got the uh, uh, well, great really winger from um, Nottingham Forest, Matty Cash, uh, who I'm excited to see out on the field. Uh, so be interesting to see how they go this year as well. Uh, moving on swiftly, big rumours about Gareth Bale. Um, apparently, he's sitting tight and waiting for the approval from Real Madrid to board a flight to London to complete his highly anticipated switch back to Tottenham uh, with potentially Dali Ali could be going to um, Real Madrid in the swap. Ooh, player swap. Ooh. So, Are interesting. Are they going to lose that on that? I, I, I reckon that's going to be a negative effect on them. I reckon. How old is Gareth Bale? Oh, he'd be in his 30s. Mm, interesting. Um, I reckon that Dali Ali is a far better player than Gareth Bale. Yeah, interesting um, one. 24. He's 24. Mourinho. For God's sake. Why would you sell a bloke who's 24? 31 for 24. You know, like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be more Seems than happy crazy. to keep Lucas Moura on the wing than having to replace him with Gareth Bale, who hasn't played a game in months. Yeah, years. I know I know he's been desperate to get out, uh, but maybe Give maybe to United. That's... If you're not going to buy Sancho, buy, buy Bale. You know, they've talked so much smack over buying um, Jaden Sancho. He doesn't want to leave Dortmund. He's getting a massive paycheck there. He knows he's going to win the league there. Why would he move to a team that's not even going to qualify for Europe next year? You know, mm. like if you're going to if you're going to buy a winger, buy Bale because Sancho's not coming. Well, interesting to see how that develops. And the last a little bit of story before we get to our first break, uh, the NRL confirms the first game of the 2020 State of Origin series between New South Wales and Queensland will be at the Adelaide Oval in early November. Pretty interesting. I don't think I've seen an NRL game there before. All right, we'll get to our first song and we'll come back with some NBA and cricket uh, right here on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Dove's Prisoners on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning and we are back to talk NBA. Yeah, boys, it's been a big week. Um, we've only it. had two, two games, but it's, there's been a lot that's going on. I'll start with the uh, the NBA first team that was announced early this week. So in the guard positions, we've got Luka Doncic, James Harden, and then the forwards, obviously, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Anthony Davis. Then the second team was the guards, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, forwards, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Nikola Jokic. And the third team, the guards were Simmons and Russell Westbrook and the forwards, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler and Rudy Gobert. Uh, so congrats to LeBron James in particular. Most NBA all-team uh, all selections of all time now. He's passed Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So good on him. Kareem nice. Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, Kobe and AD are the first pair since Shaq and Kobe to be um, teammates in the uh, in the first team. Yeah. And then there was Scotty Pippen and MJ, and then there was somewhere else. I can't remember yeah. the other ones. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, big, big week. Uh, we've had the Eastern Conference semis kick off. Um, that was a good game. I don't know if you guys caught it, but... Um, of course I did. You know me. Yeah, you're getting into it now, James. Good I, on lo you. I love my NBA. Uh, <laughs> you got a good game, Ab, as well. It's obviously, the Heat and Celtics, um, two great teams going at it. And that it was a back-and-forward sort of game. And then, you know, Heat uh, went down 12 in the third and it looked like they might be done dusted. But good spark for them. They got back, made it go to OT, and then 
my god, that OT was absolutely screwed up. I'm yeah, not it was insane. Heat went on an 11-4 run and the end of that game, and bam, out of bio with that huge block on Jason uh, Tatum, oh. which won them that game. That was uh, right in the dying seconds. And then Jason Tatum, to his credit, he had two and a half seconds. Their ball, chance uh, they were down two, falls on the ground on the three-point line and gets up and takes the shot, almost goes in. So <laughs> they were that close to being able to go to a second OT or anything That's like right. that. But it's all good. Game, only game one and we move on. And then Game two is uh, uh, underway now, so we'll see how that progresses. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then the other on the West Western Conference, the Nuggets have done it again, three one down, and they've crazy. taken out the Clippers, my beloved Nuggets. It's good to see another team in my in my books getting some getting some success, boys. Like you've had um, not enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting sport now. So um, <laughs> it was good though. Like again, three one down. It's the they're the first team in NBA history to. Uh, be down three one and win back to back series. Yeah, so, uh, they did against the Jazz and they've done against the Clippers now. So that's an unbelievable feat. They're the youngest team going into the finals as well. The two conference finals. Jamal Murray um, was ridiculous. Murray went off for forty points. He was quite all series and decisive shot for Game Seven. So good on him and uh, Nikola Jokic as well, getting a triple double of sixteen, uh, sixteen points. <laughs> 13 assists and 22 rebounds. That's, so, that's nuts. That's why they say he's the best center of the offensive center in the NBA. He still needs some defense, but he's bloody good at offense. Um, I loved what he. Um, I loved when uh, Murray and Jokic were uh, getting interviewed after the game, and they're like, you know, you've got the Lakers waiting for you. They're fresh, and they're like, nah, man, they've got to worry about us. Yeah, it's not There's like no you know we've got to worry about them. That they've got to worry about us. I've got a feeling that the Nuggets are going to take this to uh, uh, to the Lakers. And, uh, whew, they're going to give them run for their money, I reckon. I reckon it's going to be uh, it's going to get out of the wire. I'd love to see the Nuggets in the finals. Oh yeah, and they're playing underdog the whole way. That's that's their mentality at the moment. They know that they're underdogs, but they love they love being the underdogs. They like the momentum they're carrying as well. So um, all those games are set to kick off this weekend. So. Denver and the Lakers are at 11 o'clock on Saturday, tomorrow. Um, and then Boston and the Celtics, as I said, we're kicking Boston, off today. Boston and the Celtics. The oh, sorry, Boston <laughs> and Heat. <laughs> My bad. Miami uh, and the Heat as well. Start, yeah, yeah, good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're kicking off later today, as, as we said. So, uh, it's a lot happening. NBA is starting to get to the nitty-gritty, so... Can't wait for the conference finals to kick on. Exciting stuff. Well, as we get closer, we on to cricket now. The ODI just finished uh, a couple of days ago in Manchester. Here we go, James. Yeah, well, surprisingly, Australia has won <laughs> one of the ODIs. Uh, it was... Just, I was flabbergasted that they um, that they got the job done here um, overnight in uh, Old Trafford in Manchester. Um, the Aussies got it done um, by three wickets, so England won twice um, and made three hundred and two for seven wickets. Uh, run scorers for them: Johnny Bairstow with one hundred and twelve. Good knock, and then Sam Billings with 57, and then Chris Wokes, the other bowler, ending up with 53 not outs. 
uh, Joe Root and Jason Roy with Golden Ducks in their names. And then um, Australia backed it up with the bat, making 305 with two balls remaining. Um, so they got it done in good fashion. Um, Aussies uh, go through the runners, or the run scorers, Alex Carey and Glenn Maxwell, posting um, tons to their names. Uh, David Warner and Marcus Labuschagne with 20 and 24 to their names. And everyone else was just pretty bang on average. But um, Mitchell Stark and Adam Zampa, um, Adam Zampa, the seasoned one-day spin bowler, took three for 51 off his 10. And Mitchell Stark with uh, three for 74 off his 10 with an economy rate of 7.4. And Adam Zampa with an economy rate of 5.10. So in the bowlers for England, uh, Joe Root, finally enough, took two wickets, and Chris Wokes did as well, both off 46 runs with uh, an economy of 4.6. Um, interesting game. I don't really think we can look much into it, like look into it too much. Um, I think it was just a stock standard win by the Aussies. Yeah, the other games we've got going are the England women's side are taking on the West Indies. Um, in a couple of days. So they've got a three-game series as well, I think, in England. Um, but I'm pretty sure that wraps up the Australian... Does that wrap up the Australian tour of England? Yeah. Yeah, that does. So I think that's a very successful tour for, for the Aussies. I think they've uh, they've done well. They uh, won two out of the three tests, two out of the three one-dayers, um, and won one of the three T20s. So not too bad, not too bad. Um, you know, pretty good. Pretty All right, good. we'll come back with some AFL and Premier League still to come on the sports desk. This is a brand new song from the Struts featuring Robbie Williams. This is the sports desk on scene. Strange days, the Struts and Robbie Williams on the sports desk, and it's time to talk some AFL. And it's the last home and away season round for 2020, uh, round 18. Uh, it's going to be a whopper, uh, and it's the St Kilda uh, Saints and the GWS Giants tonight at um, the Gabba at 7.50. Uh, boys, what do we think to start off with this last round? It's going to be a crazy finish to what has been a crazy year. Uh, unfortunately, Carlton can't make it. Sorry, sorry, uh, no, sorry, Sam. That's okay. And my condolences. Um, when you big we, game we play like that, we don't deserve to make it. So. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a big game for the Giants um, and big game for the Saints as well. Both teams need a win. Um, Simple as that. Otherwise, uh, goodbye finals. Because uh, one of them is going to win and one of them will make finals. Um, Due to percentage, I'm pretty sure. Um, Unless Melbourne Melbourne win um, against the Dons, which I don't think they will. But we'll set that for later. Um, big game. I'm thinking that I reckon the Giants are going to get up here. Okay, so yeah. just just repeating that again. So the teams in that window uh, potentially so can go up and down. Uh, St Kilda and Giants, of course, can go down. Uh, Melbourne. So can the doggies. Uh, doggies. Oh yeah, because they're in the in a minute. Uh, the dogs uh, and Melbourne as well. So those teams in contention. Um, yep. So, yeah, St. Kilda and the Giants tonight. It's going to be pretty interesting. This is a big game. Uh, I think the 
Saints are going to stick fat here and the Giants are going to slip away from the final series. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think um, both teams, I mean, Giants have got a lot to play for. Was their spot in the eight and Saints just trying to maintain potential at home finals. Well, I mean, home final, we say home final. Well, they could slip out Queensland. if they lose they both too. So. Um, you know, they can still oh, finish one. sixth. Um uh, take over Collingwood, but I think St. Kilda should be out there and yeah, be disappointing for the Giants considering a grand final berth last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think I've I've pretty much said all I need to say. On I'm I'm very you know, I've got I've got the big game to worry about. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can uh Essendon can ruin it for Melbourne because that'd be just fantastic. Um but yeah, no, I'm uh I'm pretty much a So what'd you say in that game? Giants? Yep. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, Saturday, 2.10 from Metricon Stadium. It's Essendon and Melbourne. 50-point loss, <laughs> loss to Port. 50-point loss to Port. Disappointing. Uh, finish, to say the least. Close to the finish of the year <laughs> for them. Um, and Melbourne with an impressive fight-back win over the Giants in a tight game uh, last I'm getting Saturday real 2000 grand final vibes here. <laughs> Real um, 2000 grand final vibes. So I think um, a lot of been people giving Melbourne stiff, um, saying they're not a team that's ready to take on this. But I think uh, Essendon, it's going to be a tough fixture in this last round. Um, I think Essendon, well, everyone wants to come out for their last game of the year and try and play, even if there's nothing to play for. Um, so that's going to make no, it I think difficult. People are right. Uh, but I'm going to say Melbourne. I think people are right here. I don't think I don't think Melbourne are even um, worthy of facing an opponent like Essendon. Really? Uh, it's just they're just not even on our stand. They're not, they're not even like on our on on the same level as us. Well, they're not know? because like, they're above you. But that's... nah, just their skill level is just below, and I don't see them um, ninth and thirteenth. You know what? No. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay, if you understand me and you've seen you've and you've seen my gradual decline in mental health when it comes to Essendon in the last how many weeks? Six, seven weeks, reckon, Sam? Mm, yep. Right. It's been the long, gradual long decline in my in my mental state when it comes to supporting Essendon. Yep. You'll see why I'm saying this, and I'm saying it in pure sarcasm. Okay. And pure just out of just I don't know what you'd call it. I'm just, I'm just like desperate for something to desperate. just go good, okay. and nothing's, nothing's going good. I just, I just want to win a well, game. Well, you never know, you never know. They could, they could pull an upset, but I just don't see it. Jay. Yeah, sorry, uh, James. It's just, uh, it's just been one of those years, mate. You can't really control what happens for me. I think it's uh, too much to play for for Melbourne. They won't want this one to slip. Okay, moving on to Saturday. Uh, it's the Crows and the Tigers at uh, uh, Adelaide Oval at 5.10. Um, Adelaide for their fourth win in a row. Oh, my God, if they would get this. Do it. I literally am disgusted with Carlton's performance. <laughs> terrible. You wouldn't have known we didn't have a sniff for finals. Uh, shame to see... Um, and I, I love Gibbs and all credit to him, but it seemed to be the Gibbs show. Uh, it didn't seem to be a game for finals. Um, so yeah, d- disappointing to say the least and a few injuries as well for the Blues. Doc is out. So disappointing, but I've got to give the Crows credit. 
they've come in the second half of the year and awakened from the coffin in September. Um, so, look, I, I, Tigers are too too strong. Um, I don't think they'll get a, be able to get it done over that, and Adelaide will finish bottom still. So, yeah, uh, Tigers for me. Uh, not the cleanest of wins, but a nice one uh, that'll set you up for the finals. Yeah, well, um, it's a big game as well. Uh, Dimmer's tying Tom Hafey's coaching record of 248 games, so um, that's good on him. He's got a win loss of 141 wins to 103 losses, which is 57.5%. It's been a good tenure from Dimmer, and uh, he'll definitely be happy to be leading them to another final series. Um, also, I know we're recording, pre-recording this, but definitely Shane Edwards and Dave Asprey are back for us, which is good for us. Um, and I think Dion Prestia is doing a scrimmage match this week and should be available for first week of finals. Um, and Tom Lynch should also hopefully be back for the first week with that hammy issue. Um, so a lot of good ins for us coming into this. We're coming in strong. And we should come out with a lot to play for. We've got top four on the line here. If we lose this one, we could drop to fifth and lose that double chance. So surely we get done. I don't want Adelaide to keep their momentum heading off to the off season. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Losing a top four position. This top four this year seems to be very interesting for a few teams that really want to grab that spot. Uh, James. Hmm. Hmm. I get I mean... salty on me. No, no, I'm not. I think I think you can't really think about it any other way than you know Richmond getting the job done here. Um, yeah. It's just I don't. It would be funny to see, but <laughs> even if we lose, we can still finish top four, depending on the other results. Depending but, on um, other results. Yeah, yep. true. Okay. I mean, you got to get technical here. But yeah, I'm going Richmond. Richmond, okay. Moving on to Saturday night, uh, 7.40 at the Gabba. It's the Brisbane Lions and the Blues. Uh, To be honest, after a terrible, terrible performance, um, disgusting, really, to say the least, you know what? Now that the pressure's off and it's Simo's last ever game, I'm reckon we're going to pull an upset here. The Lions are going to come in a bit soft, ready for the finals. Be a bit nervous about the finals. Be a bit wobbly. Not going to go half as hard as they normally do. There's a risk of injury and the like. Uh, so I think we've got a real chance here to crack this one. We did them last year. Uh, so I think now that the pressure's off, we seem to win games where it's meaningless, if that makes sense. Us, most of the time we can't do it when there's all this pressure on this year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I think we can pull it off. I'd hope we'd finish off the year on a bang uh, after last week's mess. I hope we can jump the gun this week and uh, get over the lines to finish the year on a high. be nice for you if you did that. Yep. But what do you uh, think? <laughs> I think Brisbane will do it. They, they can still finish top. I mean, again, home file is irrelevant. I mean, for them it's not, but um, that'd be nice <laughs> when they get in a minor premiership. Obviously, it depends on Port. Port's game against okay. uh, Collingwood on Monday, so. Um, but yeah, they still they want to you know have a good minor, a good finish to the season and had momentum in because of uh, obviously the last final series. They they really just let that one slip from them, considering how well they did last year. So they want to make up for that. Okay, James. Pretty much the same. Um, 
I'd love to. I'd love to see Carlton get a win. Is that sarcasm or is that Top true? Two no, no, no. I'm being, I'm being serious. Okay. It'd be actually funny to see them actually get a win and uh, upset upset the Drizzy Lions. Okay. Um, I mean, they're pretty much locked in as, you know, second. Mm, mm. They can't move. Um, so I think they'd be resting players. Send uh, send Simo off on a good note. Why not? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he deserves it. With a lot of losses, uh, one more win. No. Okay, Sunday, uh, we've got the Hawthorne uh, and the Suns at Adelaide over 1.05pm. Hawks coming off a rocker of weird form, uh, of course, going down to Adelaide. And then the last weekend, uh, yeah, they went down to the Doggies by 36. Uh, there was a little bit of a hint of a sniff, um, but soon fizzled away. Uh, I reckon the Suns are going to get an upset here. Um, a tight win. Against Collingwood, who ran away with it in the end. Would have been nice to see an upset there. Um, but I think they will finish their season on a high and upset Hawthorne. Yeah, I agree. Thank uh, Suns for this one. Yep, I'm also going with the Suns. Uh, on to Sydney and Geelong at Metricon at 3.35. Um, interesting. Geelong getting going down to the, the Tigers by 26 uh, last week, and uh, Sydney uh, going down by 32 to the Lions. Interesting, both couple weeks, interesting form. Sydney can't seem to maintain a uh, four-quarter problem uh, that a few teams have, including the Blues. <laughs> um, so, I, I, don't, I don't know. They've had a few games where they've come out and won, but I think the Geelong, uh, Geelong will want to... Um, uh, get some momentum heading in towards the finals and they'll get this done nicely. Yeah, I think uh, Geelong should win. Um, Sydney is very much, obviously, a very defensive team and they seem to lower the standard of good teams, I feel. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's the way I've seen Sydney games. They tend to but reduce scoring, the quality of... Scoring seems to be... Yeah, they love their defence. Um, so they might give Geelong a challenge. I don't think they'll win, but I think it'll be closer than, you know, it's predicted to be. Yeah, I think Geelong will carry momentum and win this one. Even after that loss last week. I think they can uh, get up and about. Okay, and Fremantle and the Dogs, 6-10 at Kazali Stadium. Massive game, this one, uh, for the Dogs. Uh, I don't think they're 100% secure yet, depending on results, so they'll be wanting to win this high. I know they got a big percentage uh, Hove of Hawthorne, uh, which gave him a bit of a boost. Um, but Fremantle have uh, been on the improved the last couple of weeks. Were there with their last results? Ninety-nine to thirty-five, so sixty-four over North Melbourne. I mean, hard to take much from that game because it's North Melbourne. But uh, I, d I don't know Fremantle. I don't know if this is just what I've seen, but they've seen in the last couple of weeks uh, to really ramp things up in uh, late in the season, which might be a team to look out for next year. I think uh, Doggies will be too strong. They lost, obviously, Toby McLean with an ACL, which was unfortunate for them in that uh, Hawthorne game. But um, I think they'll still be too strong for the Dockers, who, are, to their credit, have been having a good back half of the season. Yep. So that would be yeah. close as well. Mm. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm back in the Dogs here. Yeah, I, I, th I think the Dogs will be too strong. Fremantle will really press, but uh, this will be a nice game to finish off Sunday night. And then on Monday, uh, 7.15 to end the home and away season at the Gabba. Uh, the Pies and Port Adelaide, massive game. Uh, could be a final, potential final. 
to see what Collingwood throw up in the finals. To go back in, um, playing pretty well. But I think Port will want to try and finish on top and uh, get some momentum. Uh, this will be a real tight game, but uh, Port for me. Yeah, I think uh, it will be close. I, I think they've really got a really good team now. Collingwood's having to rely on Tagawe come back for that game against the Gold Coast. was huge for them. Um, and I think, yeah, I think they can really challenge. I'm actually going to tip them to win this one in an upset. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the pliers. At the Gabba, I don't think Port will be too comfortable. Yeah, I'm back in the pliers, yeah. Okay. Before we move on... Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to interrupt as well. <laughs> I've found a uh, top eight ladder, or like a win-loss ladder of yep. teams that okay. play top eight teams. I find it interesting. Port are three and three this season for top eight teams. Um above below Collingwood, Geelong, Richmond and Brisbane. Um Brisbane has five wins, two losses, Tigs have four wins, two losses, and a draw. Geelong four wins, three losses, and Collingwood three wins, two losses. Um does that sort of feel like maybe Port have been, I guess, flat track bullies in some way? Mm. Not being able to challenge some top eight teams. Yeah, well, they, they beat did Richmond. get um, a nice run early on with uh, yeah, that game against Brisbane was a shocker for them. But they, the their run in the first half of the season was pretty pretty mild. That big loss to Geelong, um, so I'm I'm a bit sketchy on Port going to the finals because based off that would be a shock. And pretty I'm, funny if they went out in straight sets. <laughs> if, mm. if they lose to Collingwood, they just, it just proves that point even more. Mm, so confidence we'll might see drop. what they do on Monday. Oh, and special shout-out to the AFL. Thanks for uh, scheduling a Collingwood game on my birthday. Much appreciated. <laughs> Not. Um, <laughs> Premier League up next right here. We're going to get a bit of earth, wind and fire to celebrate our favourite month. 21st night, September... September, Earth, Wind and Fire on the sports desk. Uh, <laughs> we're dancing along uh, virtually from Zoom. <laughs> so that, what a banger for this month. Uh, very exciting. And we're here now to talk Premier League. And they changed that team now. It's not as exciting. Is that? Yeah, they've changed yeah, it. Yeah, they did. Uh, so maybe we'll update <laughs> for next. But... Uh, Plenty of stuff. The first weekend uh, was crazy, and the broke records. The Leeds and uh, uh, Liverpool game actually broke the record of viewers from the USA for the first time. Um, massive, exciting game. It was worth staying up. Watched all three games on Saturday night. Uh, fantastic. Uh, we'll kick off with the first result, though. Um, 3-0 win for Arsenal over Fulham. Uh, and I've got, I've got to say, I've got to say, William looks pretty good. Pretty good. He missed the sitter uh, at the start of the game, um, but uh, definitely made some fit pretty well into the team early on. Uh, so good for him. And uh, I've Abumyang getting who, who was the other two goal scorers? Jay. Lacazette. Lacazette. Okay. Lacazette with a goal. Um, yeah, Abumyang. Yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel. Uh, yes, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> Gabriel. Gabriel. Okay. Just Gabriel. So well done. Okay, man. Getting the first um, win. Also, a signed the thing. No, oh, that, that 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 dotted line. Yeah. He dotted. signed yep. the thing, blood. Yeah. Yeah. It could. We're I mean, it so easily could have been a different story if you didn't get that FA Cup win, uh, and he could have been somewhere nah. else right now. Not a chance. Uh, you say that now. You say that now. Uh, He's a good boy. 
Also, the other results, Crystal Palace 1-0 over Southampton. Uh, Liverpool 4-3 over Leeds United. Uh, massive, crazy, crazy game. Exciting uh, and I'm sure super exciting for Leeds fans who've waited so long to get back in the Prem and to take on the champions like that and put on a performance like that. Great, exciting to see. They're probably going to, I don't know, it's early to say it's round first week. Uh, but we'll see how they go. They could finish mid-table or even higher. So be crazy to see how they go out. Uh, Newcastle, a 2-0 win over West Ham. Leicester City, 3-0 win over West Brom. 1-0 over uh, Everton, win over Tottenham. Nice to see. They're looking sharp, Everton, Great this win. season. Great uh, Wolves, 2-0 over Sheffield United. And the final game, a 3-1 Chelsea over Brighton, testing out some of their new weaponry. Um, I wasn't too impressed with Chelsea. You don't? You weren't? I don't. I didn't like. Well, I mean, uh, Kai Havertz didn't play well. No, he he was the one that didn't really show. But like, oh, he was average. I mean, like the way that they lined up, they um, Timo Werner and uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek were up front. Um, I would like to see Kai Havertz more in like a winger role, playing more of a mm. attacking sort of role, but. Well, so he, they played more classic. Um, I don't know. I didn't like it. Well, well changing think, changing yeah. the that amount of players uh, creates a lot of different dynamics. So they're, they're just going to get have to used to it and mould around it as they go on. Um, also, Kepper was disgusting. See, I don't know why they he kept him. He played so bad. I don't know why they've still got him. I don't know why they've kept him. <laughs> yeah, interesting. He was, uh, not I good. mean, maybe they should have picked up, picked up Martinez. <laughs> Or, or even, you know, he's been pretty good um, for them in late. I don't know if he's still there, but uh, uh, Willie Caballero, he's been pretty good uh, yeah, he's for them good. in their performances. Uh, Everton, so this weekend, uh, first game, Everton and West Brom at 9.30. Going to be pretty interesting to see Everton, how they go this year. Um, having a disappointing season last year, but uh, or last season. Uh, I think they could get an, a high spot this year. I, I don't know how high, but they'll do pretty well this season. Uh, Leeds against Fulham, so the two promoted teams up against each other. Uh, I'd probably say Leeds. Le- yeah. Leeds look too good. Can I just say quickly about Everton? One of my mates has put the most outlandish call on Everton to win the league. Oh. Okay, well, that's a bit much. <laughs> that's a bit much. I just love Sam's, Sam's face just... Yeah, I'm visualizing Sam's just like screwed up face. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, the next question, next, next game. <laughs> I know, how, like everyone's like, like um, with Leicester, that'll happen every few years with another team. But that that's mm. so rare. It's such a hard league to win, and with this battle for the top four, I don't know unless they have something crazy. So yeah, Leeds and Fulham midnight uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, Man United and Crystal Palace play their first. Uh, Man United play their first game of the season Sunday, two thirty. Um, Crystal Palace looks all right. Zaha, everyone was doubting him, and th- th- they keep thinking he's going to move, but he played all right. I don't know how Man United will go. We'll see. We'll have to wait for their first performance. Arsenal play West Ham Sunday, five a.m. We'll see if you get the chockies again. West Ham did not play well. Uh, Southampton and Tottenham Sunday, nine p.m. Tottenham will be interesting to see if uh, we find out with the uh, decision with Dali Ali the swap uh, whether that pans out on or not. Southampton don't don't think so. I think Tottenham will get that done. Newcastle not and Danny. Brighton. 
Okay. <laughs> Newcastle and Brighton, <laughs> eleven p.m. Sunday. Interesting. Newcastle look alright. Look alright. Um, Chelsea and Liverpool, massive. So Liverpool don't get a don't get an easy start. Um, one thirty a.m. on Monday. I uh, don't know who to pick for that one, really. Leicester City and Burnley, Monday, 4 a.m. Uh, Aston Villa and Sheffield United, three, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, 3 a.m. Uh, Villa play their first game of this season. And Wolves and Man City on Tuesday at 5.15 a.m. for City's first game of the season. So, exciting initial thoughts. Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal go 2-0. Yep. Um, I reckon Southampton's going to call an upset. I reckon Danny Ings is going to pull one through the net. Uh, Southampton played very well last week. I was very impressed with how they played. Um, a lot of their a lot of their players got very high uh, fantasy scores as well. Yes, um, very good. But I I think we should talk about our fantasy as well after we do okay. our little preview. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm impressed the way Southampton are going. Um, not too much in the other games. I think I think it'll be a draw between Liverpool and Chelsea. Yep, I agree. Can't pick that one. And my first year in EPL Fantasy, we should set one up for the sports desk. Um, join on via the Facebook page. Um, yep. uh, first time attempting doing it. I normally, I've only really done Supercoach with the footy uh, and I always forget halfway through like the season. I this is easier. Yeah, th- this feels a lot easier. Like it's difficult and easier at the same time. Uh, and I had a massive first win. <laughs> Who, who performed out of their skin for your teams this week, boys? Jay doesn't have one, so he's going to quickly set one up soon. Yeah, quick, quickly set one up. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first very quickly. I mean, Leno, Connor Cody, uh, Bamiang, and Michael Keane did well for me. Um, Human Song was just dead. Did nothing. Neither the Ingola Kante. So they were my best players. I had Salah as captain, so he got forty points and high scoring. Uh. Justin, a Leicester defender, got nine. I think he was the second highest scoring in the team. Yep. Uh, and uh, Jimenez got eight, and so did Zaha. So, not too bad. Okay, well, we'll link that on our social media so you can join uh, and continue as we go along. That about wraps us up for the sports desk this morning. We're going to week off, and then we're going to finish off the year with a bang with some AFL finals and Premier League and... All that and more. You can join us live across the finals on the Sports Test Facebook page. We'll be doing pre-game shows and all of that. And the podcast as well. Keep up to date with that. Thank you, boys, for joining me on this Friday. And we'll be back in two weeks. Not a problem. Thanks. Cheers.